Hey sports fans and welcome to episode 38 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in the great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out and share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch us do our thing. Episode 38, we are going to talk about basically just starting talking about the, the Astro scandal. It's worth talking about. It's a big story in sports. I know it's not Michigan related, but uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll come up with ways to tie it to it. Uh, we'll talk some Detroit Lions with the new hires um, and also play a little mock draft game. Uh, we will also talk about the extended interview with Steve Eiserman and bring up some points that you know we thought were interesting and kind of talk some Red Wings. Uh, we will make our DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe picks of the week. And we also grade some beer for you. I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today we have Micah Smith, Kyle Fossey, and Ryan Waldhart. We're ready to drink some beer. We're ready to have a good time. We're ready to talk some sports. Before we get into our beer intros, I do want to talk about uh, kind of what we did this weekend. Uh, anything exciting happen with our lives before we jump into sports? Ryan, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, had a great weekend. I spent some time with my wife. We went to the RV show oh, at yeah. DeVos Place or DeVos Center. Nice. Yeah, it, and that's kind of one of our goals in life is to eventually get a motorhome and travel all over the country, just do stuff when the kids are at a good, fun age where they have fun doing that kind of stuff. I was just going to ask that if you had aspirations of RV travel. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we were, we were trying to basically nail down what we want so we can start going for it, you know, like start budgeting for it, start... I don't know. Start the dream. It was basically yeah. just a dream weekend, and sometimes that's a lot of fun. That's you fun. you want to go RV or trailer? No, I don't want a trailer. I want to drive the drive motor it. home. Yeah, yeah. That's like cool. grandma and grandpa used to have. Yes. that was the coolest. <laughs> oh, I know. And that's and that's the trip I go back to. Is we had so much fun while we were traveling in you know sitting at a table playing cards, playing board games, whatever. I mean, it was so much fun. So for that's sure. what I want for my family. Nice, nice. Micah, you went out to Traverse City. I was there as well. Yeah, for your wife's birthday. Yep. <laughs> It is actually her birthday today, so happy it birthday, her birthday, Carrie! Today. Happy yep. birthday! Um, how was it? What'd you guys do? It's great. What did we do? Tell everybody what we did. <laughs> this is the most awkward kind of. Weren't you there with? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> man. Tell me. You what tell happened? me. Tell me what I what did. We did. I'm new to this. Because I was right? too. Oh, well, maybe Sam doesn't remember. Yeah. I remember the majority of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bits and pieces. Yeah. So we hit 15 no. different wineries. Yeah. Two Ooh. distilleries. Oh my gosh. Yep. And a brewery. And a brewery. In a in a couple days wait, span wait, there. Like, didn't we, you say too you were eating soup? Yes. So soups and sips in Traverse City, Michigan. Yep. Okay. So at, at every winery they had a different soup that paired well with the wine of their choice. And then you get mm-hmm. two or three more tastes and man. Yeah. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. We drove through an ice storm basically to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was a little terrified, a little on edge. And then the wine kinda Calmed you down. Yeah, yeah. calmed us down. It takes that edge <laughs> off. It yeah. It'll do that. It yeah. does. So we did. It was fun. Kyle, you probably didn't do a whole lot. You, you told me you took it easy, right? We took it easy. That's um, good. We were supposed to have my 10-year-old's birthday party. Okay. Um, but with the whole winter storm thing and the ice storm, we decided let's not make. We live kind of out in the sticks, obviously, so we didn't want people to have to drive out there. For sure. Um, so we punted on that, got some Jimmy John's and. Sat at home. It's a good way to go. So, yeah, it was good. Nice. So there was some football to watch. Did you guys sit and watch uh, bef- the the NFL playoff games? Micah, your Packers won. They did. Good for you on that. Thank you. That's exciting. Yeah. 
It's I'm like still not a believer, but I'm just. I don't. Th- at I, this point, I'm just wrong. Yeah. Right. For sure. Uh, yeah. All right. Now that I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm remembering that I forgot to tally up the picks, so I got to do Come that. On. Yeah. Oh, we can do a break. I yeah. can just get some well, tacos. Well, no, I don't have it even on my computer, I don't think. So. Oh, boo um, that man. We'll have to do that some <laughs> other time. I'll have to update it somehow. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot to do that. But um, I can't tell if he's being serious or not. No, I am dead serious. Okay. I think I'm serious. I don't remember doing he, it. So. He thinks he's serious, folks. <laughs> he thinks he's. he might be serious. <laughs> I forget a lot of things. I know one thing. I did not lose a game, so that's all you have to know. <laughs> you ta- had the worst week. I remember that. I tallied it up, but I didn't update the sheet. In the standings. Yeah, so. I went for Did it. Did you really not lose a game? No, no he, I had a terrible he did really week. bad. Oh, good. You had the best week, Micah, but uh, we'll get into that some other time. I'll add it to the podcast later on. Um, there we go. But, so what did you think, Micah? Do you, do you liking what you're seeing from your Packers? Right now, at this point in time, absolutely. Defense is playing well. Um, the offense has certainly picked things up against a, a good Seattle defense. Um However, they have their hands seriously full this coming week. It's it's a massive game. I mean, it's it's the it's basically the Titans and Ravens all over again. Yeah, I, I feel. I mean, no, it's not to that extent. Well, but. not to that extent. But I mean, San Fran is to me the Super Bowl favorite. Super Bowl favorite going in, in my opinion. I mean, some people would say you know Ravens, you know, bar none, they're going to be Super Bowl favorites. But I I, I honestly think that. Beginning, the 49ers were the Super Bowl favorites. The defense, their defense is so good. Yeah, their Number defense one, is sick. Richard Sherman is very, very good. He's got good leadership. He still can ball. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still back there, and he's got Kittle at tight end, who I, I, I still don't understand how people don't stop him after watching hours and hours and hours of tape. Yeah. I, they're, they're a tough team. It's going to be a really, really tough game. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be. I, I look at these matchups, um, and you look at. I mean, so if the Chiefs and the 49ers win. It's going to be one heck of a Super Bowl. Yeah, like that is going to be awesome. But if you see the Packers and Titans, that is going to be an ugly, <laughs> ugly football game. Oh, <laughs> is yeah. the way I look at I, it, because they're both. Neither one of them are really good teams. When you, I mean, when you compare them to the teams that they're playing against, I'm, I'm just terrified that we're going to have a crappy Super Bowl if, if Packers and and Titans win, or even one of them do. I would love to see Packers Chiefs. I know you'd love to see the Packers, but come on, man, <laughs> killing me, Smalls. Well, let's do beer intros before this intro goes too long. Well, actually, I do want. Did you guys watch the NCAA uh, championship last night? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. It was First a good half. game. That was a heck of a game. I did fall asleep as well. Fun. It game was late. To watch, it was really fun. fun. Game to watch. Yeah. I did speed. not like the first quarter. The first quarter was Ugh. a little slow. What when else you didn't score that much? No, 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 no. It, it just it felt like mistake after mistake by both teams. It was really ugly. It was yeah, it was. Ugh. I just saw the defense was fast. Like both those defenses really were fast. coming out of the gate like insanely good. Um, I, I enjoyed the first quarter, and then all of a sudden they just, they just started scoring points. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Joe Burrow, what do you have? Five passing touchdowns, one rushing, insanely good. So, yep. um, congratulations to LSU. I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm like. Holy smokes! Our teams are nowhere near this level. Oh, exactly. It was crazy. Oh, it was yeah. eye like, test. It's insane the level that these guys are at. Isn't it? Look at all the pros that were on the field. It was insane. I mean, mm-hmm. all of those guys are NFL caliber players. 
You don't, yeah. even, you don't even have to look at stats. You can just watch the game and go, yeah, we're really not even close. Yeah, yeah. and you sit here and wonder and you look <laughs> at, you, you know, obviously as a Michigan fan, I look at some of the players that we have. It's like, I don't even know if they would start on these teams. Yeah, it, it's I know. insane. So, it's wild. Um, hopefully they all go pro and it lowers the, the bar a little bit. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Jamar Chase, hope. Chase ends up uh, on the Lions because, man, that guy could – he is a great receiver. Which one's Jam- that? Jamar oh, Chase. yeah. He had a great game. Oh, wow. And he's their uh, number two. Yeah. He's insane. No, he's their best receiver. I know is Jefferson he? gets, yeah, a lot too, but this guy had one of the best receiving years in college football history. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence had basically a Shea Patterson game. He had 234 yards. Yeah. It was, it was he had a disappointing game for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's do some beer intros. Ryan, what are you drinking today at <coughs> DeHop's Brewing Company? Oh, man. Somebody's going to have to help me out with this. Yeah. Uh, Remember, <laughs> we forgot a beer. It's little, the tangerine, fuzz? tangerine oh, fuzz, tangerine fuzz. fuzz. So that's fuzz. that's what I have right now. Uh, it's it's tangerine. It's a New England IPA with some sour. There's a lot going on. A lot of different flavors. I'm not sold on it yet, but we'll we'll see. I didn't want something as dark as I normally have been going. So this is my uh, beer to change it up. Micah, tangerine fuzz. You're drinking it too, Kyle. How about you, buddy? Tangerine fuzz. All right. So, all right. Cheers yeah. all around, boys. Well, Here I'm, we go. I'm a little left out because yeah. I'm drinking the, the we, grapefruit seltzer. Just the way we planned it. Um, <laughs> you guys really don't like me a whole lot, do you? you well, guys, it says it's a sour DDH New England IPA. Yeah. A sour New England IPA. That doesn't happen a whole lot. I no. think that's a new thing. Fermented on tangerines. Woo! Yeah. So I'm drinking the grapefruit uh, seltzer and because uh, I haven't graded that one. So I will Why don't you cheer that. someone? Cheers myself. Nobody, nobody put your mug up. Cheers. The m- <laughs> is that how you do it? I don't know. <laughs> he did his mic. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you haven't been paying attention in Major League Baseball during the, the winter, um, you're just like most Americans because nobody really cares a whole lot about baseball in the winter. But anyways, there has been a big scandal going on with the Astros who won the 2017 World Series and are being accused of cheating, Right. Cheating. So there was this big. Well, they've been caught. I mean, they've been caught basically, yeah. and they've been investigating. Or M- the MLB has been <laughs> investigating it, yeah. and they came out with their punishment this week. Yeah. So um, basically, it sounds like they had a camera in the center field, pointed at the pitcher and catcher, picking out signs, and then they would bang on a trash can inside the dugout to tell the hitter if it's a uh, off-speed or fastball type stuff. So really, pretty extensive and. MLB is, I don't know, they, what's the right word here, Ryan? Frown upon using technology to steal signs it's is not, basically the, yeah, the issue here, It's right? not specifically written in that you cannot steal signs. I think what it's written in is that you cannot use the technology mid-game to give your chance, your team's chance a better chance or an unfair advantage. Okay. Is that, because the other team doesn't have the, the same camera in the same spot. I don't know. I think that's. Yeah, way, creating a, a direction. How you're creating a competitive advantage. Yeah, sense. and that's yeah. the direction MLB went with it. Okay, so they came out with their their uh, penalties and pretty harsh, if you ask me, in a, in a way. But we'll get into that um, against the Houston Astros on Monday after a lengthy investigation into the team's use of technology to steal signs. The sanctions include one year suspensions for Astros manager AJ Hinch and general manager Jeff Lunau, as well as a five million dollar fine and the loss of future draft picks. Uh, shortly after the sanctions were announced, the Astros fired both Hinch and Lunau, 
each of whom will be ineligible to partake in the 2020 season. Uh, basically, the, to go down a little easier way to read it, manager A.J. Hinch suspended, then fired. GM Jeff Lunau suspended for one year, then fired by the Astros. Former assistant GM Brandon Taubman, Taubman suspended for one year. And then Astros forfeit their first and second round pick for the next two seasons, which is pretty insane. That is big. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then they were also fined $5 million, which is the maximum allowed under MLB's constitution. A little constitution. more information. Con- yeah, constitution is the way they said it. Yeah. Um, Red Sox manager Alex Cora was also named in the report, who was just recently fired, and newly named Mets manager Carlos Beltran uh, was also named in the the report and may receive punishment. Uh, but his was from a player standpoint, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And it, which is, it's a unique situation because now he's a manager. Yeah. And he wasn't so, I'm not sure on that, to be honest. Was he a bench coach at one point that during this, he, he had to, he was been, a bench right? coach. Yeah. He was part of For the one World year? series coaching. Yes. Okay. Squad. So he was part of. I think the that was his first year. Yeah. He was at least named in the investigation. Well, he was actually. Oh, Carl, him and Carlos Beltran were the two. I think that was that apparently came up with the idea. So right? it was Cora and or yeah, Cora and Beltran and that Beltran, did that. Beltran, yeah. Okay, gotcha. From, from my understanding, I mean, they have been really secretive about what has really actually been said too, because they're the way they're getting their information is. I mean. They couldn't confirm any of this either, right? This was all speculative at the same time. It's, it's I think basically they found it in the investigation, though. Um, but they haven't released the details of that. that. Has not yeah, been, basically, right. from what from what we're hearing is like AJ Hinch and Jeff Luna were suspended because they allowed it to happen. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. it was their idea; it wasn't anything. But basically, they knew enough and they didn't. Yeah, cut it off. Well, and in September of that year, I think they got a message from. Manfred saying that you guys need to stop this because they had found evidence yeah. of this already happening I and believe they did not stop. Tampa Bay is actually the one that complained about it or okay. like caught it or something like that. Or there was a there was a team or two that caught it and said, Hey, this is going on and yeah. it. Yeah. Um Beltran though, he was a player on that two thousand seventeen. And then team. a bench then coach went, in two thousand eighteen? No, then or he no. went right to the Mets. He was one of the only people that's ever made that jump. Sorry, I, I am going to correct him. He just got hired as the Mets coach. He wasn't the Mets coach last year. Oh, so right. he was. Okay, but he, yeah, he was. I, there was something about how quick of a transition Elite. he made. Okay. Um, but 17 was his last. He was not a bench coach for them. Okay. Um, in 17, he was a player. Gotcha. No, I, and I think he is right on that. And then he was a bench coach, some sort of bench coach, I think, in at least 2019 is my but, guess. And the for the Astros. is because they're saying that's why he's going to skate on this. Okay. He, yeah, he's been with the organization the last couple of years still, and then this was his role as a manager this year. Okay. Yeah. So it basically started when, when Mike Fires, a former pitcher for the Astros, also for your Tigers, came out, and is basically the whistleblower of this whole, this whole thing, basically by telling his teammates, hey, watch out for this. This is what they no do. Kidding, yeah. It's consistent. Like, he's known about it. And basically, is what started get, you know getting this thing going on top of what you know the the Rays saw, and and all of that stuff. Um, the whistleblowing, I think, in, when he's still a player, is a little sketchy. Like I would never want to be that guy personally. I think I'm it's curious awesome. to what you, you so you like that he he was a whistleblower. On well, it. yeah, I mean those aren't his teammates anymore. I mean if you, he's trying to expose the teams that he feels is 
causing his A's team now. Like the A's are competitive, so if, if he wants a fair advantage for the A's going moving forward, I mean I don't know if he's going to be with the A's this year. I think he was on a one year contract, okay. but still, I think he just wants to even the playing field and maybe get back at some people that he doesn't like. You can't I mean, blame him. Yeah, he's got big cojones. Yeah, so so I look at it kind of like cojones. you know Jose Canseco, who was the whistleblower of the steroid era. Now, I mean, are they kind of in that same group there? I'm probably not to the to the extent of Jose Canseco, but it's still like I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you disrespect the brotherhood of a sport, like you're going to be the out man. That's just the, kind of the way it works. It'll be interesting to see if he does get another contract after this one because what? yeah, he's kind of broken that bond. Is there going to be an Astro on, you know, the Tigers? And all of a sudden, the Tigers can't sign Mike Fires because of that. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. just can get hairy. I heard somebody talking about it and say, well, this is uh, unprecedented because we. Uh, te- this is what technology brings, different issues and all this. It's like technology. I mean, they had a camera in center field, and they were yeah. banging a trash can. Like, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is not high tech. Yeah. This is, Jose, yeah. Jose Canseco might have been involved in that one, too. Like, maybe he was the, right. the brains behind everything. <laughs> yeah. We're going to stop. Outlawing trash cans. Yeah. It, was right after, it was right after he got hit in the head. And then the ball went run. over the hole. Yeah, and then he's like, I got an idea, guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is brilliant. I'm no, done with steroids. Now it's about trash cans. Yeah, the other part of it is that people look at their home and away splits, and they were so different. The Astros team was so dominant at home, yeah. and they were so average away. Okay. But you could say that about every single baseball team every single year. Mm-hmm. It is so rare to be just as good away if – you know, you, you could look at the, the Rockies and their splits, obviously, every single year are, are way different. So I don't like that comparison either. I don't know. I mean, I think this is actually a bigger – it's not as big a scandal as, as the punishment. I think this punishment is huge. Yeah. Four, four picks in the next two years, two first-rounders, two second-rounders. I think that is huge. But then, but then they're, but then but then they're also losing people- their management, their, their entire – their manager, their their GM, like their ma- these are the guys who completely built a dynasty with only one ring, but a dynasty of a team over the last four years, and with all this young talent, and they're losing it from the top. And everybody says you build an organization from the top down. It's huge. It it's huge. But look at how the MLB is taking it. They're not going to put up with this crap. Yeah. We, you you cheat. You are going to be put down. They're, yeah. they're not going to stand for it, I, and that's the message they're sending. I like it. I do like it, but I think it's too big. Yeah, I mean, and then you have some people that are arguing that it's too small and saying, well, they should forfeit their World Series, basically, is what yeah. some people are arguing. I don't know if it's baseball fans or just sports fans that it's like it's already it's something done. drastic to happen, you know what I mean? But um, one, one, a couple of questions I wanted to bring up was, you know, the connections with Boston, you know, my first thought with, with the whole thing with Dave Dombrowski, so they won the championship 2018. Less than a year later, Dave Dombrowski's fired as the general manager. It's a rhetorical question, just a thought. Do you think maybe he didn't like what he was seeing with Alex Cora and was like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to be part of this, and basically was trying to shut it down in a way, and they were like, no, we, this is a good thing mm. going here. It's interesting. Um, you're saying no. I mean, it, it, it's more of a thought than anything. I don't think yeah, we have the answer to it. But it's interesting. I find to think it about. interesting because he was fired, in a way, unfairly, very quickly after a, you know, World Series victory. Yeah, but the Red Sox this year they were in shambles, and that was the reason. I mean, winning, what have you done for me right now? Is everything in baseball? It's everything in sports. Yeah. And Dabrowski has 
Not you know, they brought, him in, they brought him in, in to win a World Series, and they knew they were going to lose the farm system. They knew they were going to spend way too much money, jump into these that's what massive does. contracts. Yeah. That's Dave Dombrowski. That's yep. his MO, and that's what he did. They were losing with all those contracts this year. You're gone. Yeah, like, so they, they could lose with somebody else. Yeah, so luckily, you know, the, the last few years when this is all taking place, the Tigers, our team, wasn't involved, so we don't have that extra hurt to it. But Kyle, you're a Yankees fan. They've lost to the Astros twice in the last two years, or last three years, yeah, and the I Red Sox be, once in that yeah. other year. Super, you know, World Series champions played you guys twice, and they're the uh, two people that are wrapped up in this scandal. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I think on it? that. Yeah, so I'm probably the most upset about it. I don't. Yeah. I guess I, the time I've had to think about it's been tricky because I don't, um, I don't, I don't think the punishment is enough. Okay. But I don't know how I would do more. So yeah. the five million dollars is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It's a there's no point in even doing it. Yep. Um, what they should have done, sorry to jump in, but no, what they should have done is taken five million away from the international signing bonus. That's what they should have done. That's a bigger deal. Ooh. Yeah. I think and that's, that's a good kind of where I would yeah, I don't know where to go. I mean seventeen they took them to it was a seven game series. Yeah. And they lost the Yankees lost at home. Yeah. I think. Well, no, they might have not been at home. But, I don't think it doesn't matter, um, but yeah, it, you just you have two teams that won back to back titles here who were, were both doing the same thing. Yeah, and there's something that sure it's not a ten year span or ten years in a row or something like that. Is it's still two years in a row though? These teams. So Alex Cora is mentioned in this. He's listed as one of the main people involved. Yeah, that's the only reason the Red Sox have any connection to this. Correct. Yes. Because they haven't been connected but, to... No, they're saying that Alex Cora brought that oh, they are. thing yes. to the Red Sox. The Red Sox today fired him preemptively. I think yeah. they should yeah. give, ways. give their yeah. titles away and give them to the to Tigers. I would love that. How Same about no. one Tigers, one Yankees? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Yankees have plenty. Maybe you guys <laughs> no, should give a few to us. You guys can have one. We'll just take the one. We'll, we'll, we just want to hang a banner. Um, I had another question. That, oh, so I look at a good manager... And a good GM that is out on the market now after this year. Very true. Am I wrong to say, Tigers, you know, after this season, this is your time? Because, look, cheating or not, this organization, the Astros, built a very good team through the farm system, through the international draft, and all of those ways. Like, that's what this Tiger team needs. Is that a fair... You know, yes. Would you be okay with them that's where I was being at, Tigers? That's where I was going to end that, too. Like, it's really hard on the Astros right, and the Red Sox as organizations. But people are saying, like, oh, those poor GMs, those poor – or sorry, the, the poor yeah. managers and the poor GM, they'll never work again. Are you crazy? Yeah. They'll have a job next year. Yeah, because I don't think that what they did is – I think it's a player thing. And I, I think the too. players are the ones that got off easy on this. I because do I don't know how to punish matter. the player, but, like, yeah, like Jose Altuve was the 2017 MVP. Like, yeah. Um and he's terrible yeah. since. He's a really bad player. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're, they're all still really great players. So, I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, Ryan, you're a baseball. So, did you have something? No, no, that was it. You're a baseball player. How, like, I, I think of it this way. You're getting a last-second nod of what this pitch is. And yet, I feel like it would almost hurt the focus of the batter more than anything. That, I mean, that is totally up to the hitter, though. Because some people need that knowledge. They they crave it so that they can get their timing down. Other people are like, don't mess me up. I don't want you to, to tell me anything about, like, uh, George Springer for the Astros doesn't even look at 
scouting reports. Yeah. He doesn't even know what the pitcher has in the bag. He just wants to see the ball and hit the ball. He just sleeps with his bat to get off the schneid. No, no, no. That's, that's, uh, that's. Bregman? Third baseman, yeah. Oh, right. But Bregman, on the other hand, he's really into scouting reports. He watches okay. film. He looks at spin rates. He pays attention to, like, you know, he, he actually will go into an at-bat thinking, okay, this guy's spin rate is 25% higher than an average spin rate, so I'm going to pull the trigger a little bit faster than what I think. What I see in my head, I'm actually going to swing a little bit sooner. Okay. So, I'm, like, he's all in his head. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think people really understand that. Like how smart a lot of these baseball players are. Oh, their vision and their brain is are, are but, absolutely insane. But getting back to what you were saying, Sam, with these guys being on the open market, I would I would love for AJ Hinch to be part of the Tigers organization because yeah. he number one he had no part in this except for not exposing his team. Which yep. as a manager, why would you ever throw your team under the bus? Exactly. Would, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then He's in a tough spot. And then the other part of that is the Astros have this awesome reputation of being ahead of the curve and using technology to measure spin rates and give the, the proper analytics analytics yeah. exactly they're yeah. ahead of it they're so way ahead. if he brings that kind of an atmosphere to the tigers organization where they're always looking for a way to get ahead even if it ends in cheating i yeah, guess that's true i'm game so would Let's you guys it. so say i guess if you were the astros would you feel bad about this or would you just be like hey we got our title who gives a crap they got their title. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel the same way. They're going to keep it. So yeah. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do at this point? Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, mean let's, if I let's was think them, 10 years from now, you know, Alex Bregman's at a at a bar. He's going to be like, hey, I won the 2017 World Series. No one's going to be like, well, you know, there is an asterisk on that one. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to buy you a drink today. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's, it's like he, he has that for the rest of his life. It's the Pete Rose argument with the Hall of Fame. The fans have yeah. it for the rest of their lives. The players have it for the rest of their lives. It, it is what it is. At this point. You can't take but back a, that experience. The money they made off. Well, of yeah, it, I mean, exactly. Everything. But according to the rule, I mean, it, isn't it great to a certain extent? I mean, I mean, if you repeated it, I mean, word for word, I mean, well, it, it's like eh, it's it is completely great. against the rule. It's not even a great. Like it says, you cannot use technology to steal yeah. signs, and they were. I think I think the Red Sox were using Apple watches at one point. That was before really? even Alex Cora. Um, but then, I mean, there was, there's, they're always doing it. And then there's sign yeah. stealing, like with just visually doing it. Okay. So it, vis, like sign stealing is the gray, you know, baseball rule. Like you can't do that type thing. But this is actually in the rule book. You cannot use technology to steal. Okay. So, so, so is the advantage. report, the, the TV and the trash can, is that the report? Basically, that's what we've heard so far. We haven't okay. heard much more. Okay. I don't think any of us are going to be able to answer this with a packed, sold-out stadium for a ton of games. <laughs> right? Are you going to hear the damn trash can? I mean, if you're listening for it, possibly. Oh, so that's the thing. But at the same really? time, I, I don't think you would be able to. Like, in my, dude, I don't know. Have you seen the length of the dugout to the freaking home plate? Yeah. How I, are you hearing a trash can and then? Like how how does how does a camera not catch someone just banging on a trash can? You, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Was it, it, it never on weird. camera? The, uh, not that I've Here's heard the thing. or somebody's seen. Gonna, it. Somebody's going to be figure somewhere. this out. Yes. somebody is going to take a ton of time <laughs> to <laughs> figure out how many times yeah. Jose Altuve hit an off-speed pitch, and you can hear a, a trash can. Yeah, yeah. Somebody will because I agree, Jose Altuve is a great player, mm-hmm. a, a Hall of Fame player. But his two best seasons, by a considerable amount, were 16 and 17. Yeah. Um, 
it, we're, if you talk home runs, or, or runs, RBIs, uh, batting average. I mean, he sure. was, I think was he hurt this year? I think he was in and out of the lineup. Yeah, a lot but when day. he was healthy, but, he was awesome. Yeah, but he but he only finished two ninety eight. Where great batting average, don't get me wrong, but he batted like what three forty three. Oh yeah, that's below. Yeah, yeah, that's below him. Um, so he, yeah, it's not a night and day difference. The question is, how much did he get better? For sure. And, and did and did it affect? We don't really know, but so, I think somebody's going to put too much time into this yeah. and try to figure all oh, this for out. For sure. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what kind of players say. Well, I asked for them not to do it, and you know what I mean. Like sure. how yeah. that's going to all unfold is going to be because this is really just the tip of the iceberg with everything that's going to be found because yeah. there is going to be a lot found. I yeah. guarantee it. I just want to know what it is. I'm sick of like wondering and and all that stuff. But it'll be. I, love, I thought a lot. I love the part that Ryan said too. Like we're talking about technology. You're banging a trash can. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, there's something about it's so primitive that yeah. I love. Like <laughs> that's why. I would, or somebody said, like, do you think? Like, do they care? They got their title. Yeah, like, let, keep the title. Yeah. I don't like. It's hilarious. You you've beat the system. Yeah, I, it's not hilarious, but it. it I don't know. There, let, there was there was a time when I was catching in college, and the other team stole my. I had a I had a give like every single time it was off speed, I would hop out. I would as a catcher, I would just like right when he started his windup, I would hop my feet out really, really wide. And in fastballs, I'd just stay really low and sit there and feel comfortable that it wasn't going to throw right. in the dirt. And the other team picked up on that, and I didn't realize it. I went back to the dugout between innings. My teammates were like, hey, man, they, they stole your signs. They stole your signs. you got to stop doing that. I'm like, oh, this is Something perfect. you never thought of? Oh, well, you're no. Gonna... So then I started messing with them. So in a two-strike count, like I would keep it going – Whenever the time was right, then I would like hop on a fastball. On a fastball, and they would they would do their little, you know, like hey twenty three, hey twenty three, hey twenty three, like as the pitch was coming, oh, and then yeah. just a fastball gets blown right by him. Oh, they, I love it. Yeah. Oh man, that's like good. we were getting destroyed, and then we ended up winning the game. <laughs> I used it the whole game. That's oh, awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. So we'll jump down and start talking about the Detroit Lions, who uh, made a couple hires this year. What's up? Uh, or this week, I should say. Yeah, uh, well, the, probably this year, too. They have a new man <laughs> running their defense. Uh, head coach Matt Patricia has hired Philadelphia Eagles defensive backs coach Corey Unlin to replace Paul Pascaloni as the, the Detroit's new defensive coordinator. Uh, since 2004, when Unlin was a defensive coach, coaching assistant in New England, and Patricia was an offensive assistant, uh, they basically become really good friends, is what uh, Patricia's telling us. Uh, he also made some comments uh, before the Lions played the Eagles uh, earlier this year, uh, basically saying they've had a couple moving parts back there. Uh, defensive back, I believe he's talking about there. And I think those guys are just trying to f- understand the techniques that they're coaching. Corey Unlin, who actually coaches the secondary, is a good friend of mine, and I know he's got those guys working really hard. Um, some little information here. The Eagles, uh, they won the NFC East this season and lost in the wild card round of the playoffs. They finished 19th in the NFL against the pass uh, despite a plethora of injuries Whoa. in their secondary. Uh, the Eagles have finished in the top 10 in the NFL in interceptions in three years of Unlin's five seasons as their defensive backs coach. Um, and uh, basically, I've heard and read that Although he basically was a fan's whipping boy, a lot of the fans didn't like him and wanted to blame him. Inside the Eagles organization, he was he was kind of the next guy in line if Jim Schwartz ended up getting a new head coaching job or moved on uh, to be the new defensive coordinator for the Eagles as a whole. Um, so 
I don't know. Fans were against him. The organization liked him. The players seemed to truly like him. Uh, Braden, sorry. So, yeah, that was all I had right there with, with him. So Organization <laughs> likes him. Fans hate him. Yes. Do you want us he's to talk about this? In, yeah, let's talk about it. He's going to fit in great. Great transition. That was the, I should remember how I did that transition because that was absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah, flawless. <laughs> flawless. do that every time from yeah. now on. Copy, just stub, Stumble over my Maybe words. Write and more just, notes next time. Well, I'm done. So, all right. <laughs> so, Ryan, I mean, I'm curious your thoughts with, with him. I just like the connection with Patricia. I like that he is getting his guy, the one that he wants. And really, there's no scapegoat anymore that he can fall back on. If, if, this doesn't work out if Unlin isn't the real deal and, and you know nothing really improves, then this is Patricia's inability to find the person that he – right for the job because this yep. is his guy. He, he went after him. Um, I read an article that said that you know Unlin is, has actually turned down defensive coordinator jobs in the past because he's looking for the right fit, the right one. And so it's kind of cool that you know this is a guy that's been around for a while and knows – quite a bit has a lot of experience and might just find his breakout job here yeah i i, I think the I, I like the fact that he's 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 his friend and i feel like a lot of fans are against that they're like oh here's patricia again signing another one of his friends and but he trusts them though right he trust him that's what it, it's all about when you're hiring somebody in in this type of world of, of the nfl it's like you find someone that you trust to listen to you, and then also someone that you trust to push back when you absolutely need it. Just because they're good friends doesn't mean they get along and they have the same vision and they're not going to push each other to be better. So I, I feel like people look at that the, the complete wrong way. Um, if you're there with a friend, someone that you trust to make you better, that, that that's what you want. Yeah, that's when you can have an argument with somebody. You know it's not going to affect your relationship together. It's professional yeah it's and, for a reason and it's also you know that he's not going to go talk behind your back because i feel like in in a lot of the you know in the football world like if you have someone that you know the linebacking linebackers hate the head coach or that you have a defensive coordinator that's talking crap behind the head coach's you know back that's never a good thing well it's the head coach's scheme i gotta go with it it's that's not good for a locker room. Yeah, I also I, I also like that he's a defensive backs coach, or he's coming from that job. Okay. And I, I'm, I think he's kind of bounced around and he's done a lot of things. But latest as a defensive backs coach, that's some, a place where we really desperately needed some help this year. And then going into this draft, which we'll get into in a little bit, but this is – I hope that they address defense first. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm also glad that now Patricia has that – person he trusts to bounce ideas off of and they can get the right person in the draft or you know get the right maybe two or three picks in the draft to restock this defense and address all the issues that we actually need yeah you know you hear a lot of fans and sports talk radio they're like well defensive backs weren't that bad the issues the pass rush well what this guy will be able to do i mean the the eagles run a very aggressive defense with a lot of blitzing a lot of movement at the front it's like that's like what works up front, he knows, helps his corners, his you know defensive backs. If and if he can bring that type of, you know, creativity to the Lions, it'll only help as a whole. Is 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 kind of the way I look at it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I like <laughs> the hiring. <laughs> I I like the hiring. Yeah, I, I do too. And and. I don't know. I like the fact that they're buddies. I like the fact that he went out, and it was a long time ago that they were together. So it's not like they were 
buddies just a few years ago and I'm going to take care of you, you'll take care of me. It, it almost feels like this is who he wanted for a while and it was just trying to find the right time to yeah. go out and get him. And I think, I mean, honestly, I don't really think I would be opposed to any of any hire because until somebody's in that position, you can you can get on somebody all you want about not having a good defensive back when you're a defensive back coach. Mm-hmm. But I, I say this all the time, but there's way more that goes into football than just like your group is struggling, therefore you're not doing your job as a coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's way more to it than that. Way more. Yeah, so your defensive backs like the Lions, maybe they weren't as bad as what they played because of the defensive line. Like there's yeah. that balance yeah. just has to be there. So they'll feed off each other. So I don't think you can really measure a person, a defensive coordinator until they're in that position. So I'm a wait and see kind of guy. If you hire somebody, then I'll trust the head coach until I see the, the proof. A reason not to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Micah, you said you had a little bit on, on him. Um, you guys did a good job your thunder, covering everything. Your you just, uh, yeah, you do your thing guys. That's good job. Good. No, so that that was the the de- new defensive coordinator. I'm I'm in wait and see mode as well. I mean, I, I can't tell you he's going to be a great defensive coordinator. I yeah. can't tell you he's going to be bad. It's just going to be yeah. a wait and see. And, and that re- that alone is why the friend thing doesn't matter. Exactly. Yep. If it if it works, people are going to say, "Oh, it's, the friend thing's great." Yeah. If it doesn't work, oh, I shouldn't have hired his friend. Yeah. Like so, it, it really doesn't. I, let's see how it works. Yeah. Let's the reasoning for people to be mad about this hire is absolutely stupid. Because he's his friend seems to be the biggest negative about this hire, and that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's just a Lions sports talk <laughs> yeah. attitude. Uh, yeah. yeah. So after all that talk, I mean, what do you what do you expect? I mean, what's the expectation for him then? I, what, I, like, Wait and see. It, it's a wait and see because I don't I, know what they're going to go out and do yet either because they obviously have to address the defense one way or the other, whether it's high end through the draft depth through the draft or go out and spend a crap ton of money to fill these needs. I mean, if, if it's what he has last year, it's not going to go well in a lot of ways unless, you know, because, because you're losing a lot as well. So you can't really count on the defensive line to be healthy. You're going to lose these, you know, Sean Robinson could be gone. Mike Daniels could be gone. Um, it's just – it's just a massive wait and see. I don't know what kind of talent Snacks he's going to have. could retire. Yeah, I don't know what kind of scheme they're going to be running because I don't know who the personnel is going to be. So it's just a massive wait and see at this point. And I read something today from, I believe, the Detroit Free Press that at at this point, um, Patricia is going to continue play calling. Yeah, I think that's so, very interesting as well. So that was interesting, and I wanted to bring that up moving forward. You know what the roles are going to be. I mean, what the expectations are going to be. And obviously this is a, obviously a wait and see, but it's just interesting to what they're trying to do with their new DC. Yeah, so so the new DC, um, Corey Unlin, has not done any play calling in his career. So that's what it sounds like is like Patricia's going to one year. Take over. He had, he did do play calling one, one year? One year from 2000 to th- 2001 at Cal Lutheran. Okay. Yep. Um, so he hasn't done it high in school. a high level of college or, or pros. So He's done something. That's that's what they're going to hold on to. And, I, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with Patricia making the play calls because yeah. I think once he took over from Pasco, and I know there's, there's no guarantee <clears throat> of when it started happening, but the defense did look a little better. And the scheme seemed to work a little better once – the right play calls were being made, which I think was more like 14 to 17, week 14 sure. to 17. Also when Jared Davis was hurt. That's a great point. 
So <laughs> well, he played still, but no, he didn't. Well, he was hurt. No. Well, <laughs> one last thing I I wanted to bring up though was he seemed to be coaching a lot of different positions his whole coaching career: linebackers coach, defensive backs coach, assistant special teams coach, everything under the sun. I think a lot of people would look at that as a disadvantage. Like he's not really like a a specialty defensive coordinator. He's not just a defensive line coach. Well, it, isn't that almost a good thing? Like he's a well-rounded coach. Like like you look at high school athletes playing two, three, four different sports throughout the years, yeah. going into their collegiate careers. Yeah, I and, look at it as how a, helpful as, that is. I look at it as a massive positive because. Not only is he coaching several different, you know, spots on the field, but he's also learning under, you know, a lot of different coaches. A lot of different coaches. Yeah. Like he's been an assistant. He's been he's like helped out at those positions from somebody else that's been there and done that. Um, he's he sounds like he's just absorbing, and I, from what I hear, he's just a good teacher, is what you know. A lot of these guys are coming out and saying. Um, I thought I wrote down the quote from a uh, former player, but I guess I, I forgot to. So I don't know why I brought that up to everybody, but. <laughs> um, a little behind yeah, baseball. Yeah, I, I struggled today. So um, another another Inside hire. Baseball. Yeah, should also mention the, the hire of Braden Combs or Combs as the new special teams coordinator. Um, a lot of people are considering him a true and up and coming coach who is only 33 years old. Uh, Combs is the son of Tennessee Titans secondary coach Kerry Combs, a longtime college assistant at Cincinnati and Ohio State. Um, has never had a position room to himself so it'll be interesting to see how he does does but do's, how he does he's gonna do he's gonna do um he's gonna do. He spent, i like it he I spent like the it. last season yeah he spent the last season with the cincinnati Bengals, including the last seven as assistant special teams coach and often wore multiple hats during his time at cincinnati i think that's perfect that's exactly what this team needs because i feel like you have older guys right now like patricia obviously is never a, a ball player I don't know much about Bevel's history, but they're all kind of getting up there. They, the energy will be good um, because a lot of these special teams guys are also defensive guys, and they're playing multiple positions, but if they can get that energy, excitement from that side of the coaching, I, I think that's a good thing. So mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming nobody's really truly an expert on this Combs guy, so we can kind of move on from that. But um, I'm offended. Oh, come on. We're experts. We're experts on it. So Yeah, he's, uh, he's good. He's good. All right, so we're going to jump into a little mock draft game. Kyle, can you strike up the music for our mock draft game? There we go. All right, so this is going to be a new thing that we do here and there uh, as we're leading up to the draft. Just, you know, as, as things change, as players skyrocket up draft boards and Lions fill needs, we're just going to kind of keep this going. So I love um, it. I'm excited for this. So what I did was I looked up a mock draft. Henry McKenna um, for the win, which is a USA Today commodity, uh, came out with his first dra- dra- bleh, mock draft. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the first two picks here. What, you're going to say them? I'm going to say the first two picks. All right. <laughs> Don't quit. <laughs> Don't mess with my well, head right just now. Been tough, He's going to try. <laughs> All right, so the first two picks I'm going to read, and that's going to leave who – Who's left on the board for the Lions to pick? We're all going to go around and, and make that pick for us. So I'll start with the Cincinnati Bengals, who is going to select Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. 
Number two will jump down to the Washington oh, Redskins. I thought we were doing that music. That's that's when you make the pick. Got it. Um, the Washington Redskins, so they take Chase Young, who's an edge rusher out of Ohio oh, State. Chase Young. All right, so Lions are on the clock here. You have guys like Derek Brown, Jeffrey Okudo, Isaiah Simmons, Jerry Judy, and quarterback Tua Tungalai-Vailoa. I nailed it. Nailed it. Killed it. So we'll start with Ryan. You got a bunch of names there. Who are you going to go with for the Detroit Lions pick? I think. Oh. oh I, I guess the pick's, in. <laughs> the pick is in. The pick is in already? I about to start saying it. It's oh. time to. You asked who it was. All right, it's time so to go. The pick is All right, in. the pick is in. I'm taking. Wait, I don't understand. Is it in or not? It's in. Just do what you want to do. Jeffrey Okuda. Jeffrey Okuda. Why? That's that's where I was going to get into a little explanation here. So I think you have to go defense. So the three guys on the board, Derek Brown, Jeffrey Okuda, and Isaiah Simmons are all really good prospects that would really help this team. I, I'm i looking at it from the perspective of the rich get richer, and I don't think that's necessarily the case with the Lions, but if you're the best team in football, if you're the 49ers, they're linked to looking at another tight end because they want if Kittle ends up getting hurt, they want to fill that position. That's the way I'm looking at this with the Lions. If, if they have a cornerback issue or if they have an injury that happens, then you can have an elite guy step in and maybe have that year or two years of Jeffrey Okuda and Darius Slay playing together at the same time, locking that position down, and then with free agency or other draft picks, then you can go address in mass kind of overhaul your defensive line. Cool. The, the other guy that's tough, though, is Isaiah Simmons. He is a monster. He is... Linebacker. Oh, he is awesome. Monster. And he's fast, and he he just... He has a knack for getting to the guy, but also tackling him. A lot of those guys are such good athletes, they can get to the place they want to go, but then they never bring the guy down. This guy just finishes every single tackle. Nice. All right, so Cincinnati takes Joe Burrow. Washington takes Chase Young. Micah, who are you taking for the Lions, and what is your reason behind it? Derek Brown from Auburn. No, you're supposed to say the pick is in. Say the pick is in. <laughs> the pi- say the pick is in. The pick is in. You two are wrong on this one. The first thing the commissioner does when he walks up there is says the name. Well, but they do the sound. They it. do the sound when the pick is in. You're off. Now he goes. All right, now you go. <laughs> All right, I like it. Go ahead. And the pick is in. With the third pick of the NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Derek Brown, out of Auburn. He's a defensive lineman? Absolutely. He's a defensive tackle. <laughs> a beast. He is a beast. Boy, we killed this pick. That was great. <laughs> they take Derek Brown because I think the defensive line is a bit more vulnerable than the back end. You got Justin Coleman back there. You got Darius Slay back there. With Snacks, he seems to be either in or out. Who knows? See, so you put you put Derek Brown up there. You play him just on a rotational type of play. Maybe he takes over for snacks towards the end of the season or if he ever gets hurt. Regardless, I think that's that's a good pick to go with. I mean, you spent money on Justin Coleman. I mean, what, you extended him for what? Uh, four I've, years, I want to say, maybe. He's the highest paid nickel corner I mean, in the league. So. I, I, I just think it would be... But I think that... Sorry, I don't want to argue with you. Go ahead. That's fine. I mean, no. I, I just think that you could you could be placing that draft pick with Derek Brown over Akuda for for better reasons. All right, all right, Kyle, it's your turn now, and you can do it however you want to do it. So, 
pick is in. The pick is in. The pick is in. But it's less exciting because I also went with Derek Brown. Okay. But for a different reason. All right. It's been said on this exact podcast at least like five times that the Lions are one piece away and that that piece is a defensive lineman. And I don't know what one piece away means, but I can't wait for them to take him and then they still suck next year because they're <laughs> a lot further away than one piece. All right. We're not arguing. I feel, like that's, I feel like that's directed at me. Though. That's directed at both of you. You have both, both said it. And to be fair, that's the reason I'm not taking a defensive lineman here. Because we're too far away. No, because he's not the right person. He's not the he's not the pass rusher that they need. Yeah, like Chase, he's, Chase he's Young would be the no-brainer. Yeah, but we're not. We don't need an interior lineman to get after the quarterback and cause ruckus back there. We need somebody to go around the edge and Edger. and be the third down pass rusher that puts the pressure on the quarterback. That then the cornerbacks can then jump those routes and cause you know disruptions and safeties can sure, sure. can yeah. jump a route early. That causes so much. I don't know, support for your defense if you can get to the quarterback. Yeah. But I don't think an interior lineman is that the guy. answer at this at this yeah. high in the draft. All right. So, again, this is Henry McKenna's for the win, which is a USA Today commodity. This is his first mock draft he took. Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, for Washington Redskins, Chase Young. And the pick is in for the Detroit Lions. With the third overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jedrick Willis Jr., offensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, his his reasoning behind is general manager Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia should open up phone lines to see if anyone wants to trade up to leapfrog the Miami Dolphins to take Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, if no one bites, the Lions could address a number of positions, but let's give let's give Detroit a compliment to tackle Taylor Decker. Willis can help Patricia with a run-first offense while protecting Matthew Stafford, who was enjoying one of his best seasons before suffering an injury. I didn't give mine, but I think this guy's dead wrong on this pick. Okay, Ryan, as soon as you said it, Ryan's head yeah, started changing. Yeah, so, awful. So this is his first one. It's going to change a lot. I mean, his reasonings, I guess, are okay. The, the fact that he even mentions Taylor Decker is shows that he does not know what the heck he's talking about when it comes to Detroit Lions Yeah, football, there you go. Because... There's a really good chance that he he's not even going to be on the team. So yeah. there's going to be a lot that changes before then. Not only uh, that, but this whole time Andrew Thomas, the tackle from Georgia, is supposed to be one of the better uh, tackle prospects than we've seen in the draft in a long time. Yeah, so I, I think Jerick or Jedrick Willis is actually a uh, guard, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So the, the like I agree with you on that. Like if you're going to take offensive lineman, you would be looking to grab a tackle. Yes, absolutely. And moving on from Taylor. That's Deck. what you invest your money in. Yeah. So uh, that was, that was fun. I want to do this a few more times before. What's that? Did you do yours? I'm not going to do mine today. Why? Time. Oh. I and I actually don't know who I would take. It's what? Come on, just give a name. Pick is in. Picks in, buddy. The third overall pick, pick is the in. Detroit Lions select Jerry Judy, out of Alabama, wide receiver. Lions oh. are looking to score some points. Ooh. I don't you think that's the way to go. You know who I have not? I'd seen. be okay with that at the same time. You know who I haven't seen in the first round in any of these mocks? I don't know if you guys have, but Jefferson from LSU. Wide okay. receiver. Yeah. 
Oh, so you could grab him if you can get in the him second, in the round, second round. Oh, that'd be I excellent. would, I would love that. Yeah, I think that'd be a great pick. So, um, Kyle, you can cut the music for our, our mock draft game here. We'll do. Um, before before we move forward, um, I was wondering if one of you guys were gonna, you know, select Tua for for the Lions um, because that's that's a name that you keep hearing. You hear these fans, you hear these, you know, talking heads on sports talk radio for for Detroit talking Tua um, and. Just suggesting him three overall um, seems questionable. And, and, and I know I'm a massive Stafford fan, and I think that that yes. kind of blinds me a little bit. But I do have a very good reason outside of just Stafford should be the guy and you're not looking to replace him yet. I just look at his injury. So he has dislocated his hip, and it's an in- injury that's not usually seen on the football field. It's a high-impact injury, more typically seen in car crashes from what I've read. Um, it's also an injury, you know, most associated with former Auburn and Los Angeles Raiders running back Bo Jackson. That's been talked about a lot. But there's a much more recent one that people aren't really talking about. Do you guys remember Dennis Pitta, tight end for the oh, Baltimore yeah. Ravens? Yeah. Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens. All right. So he first hurt his hip, dislocated hip, in 2013. He played three or, yeah, four games. He injured it again in 2014 after only three games. He missed all of 2015, but he had a nice bounce-back season in 2016 where he played in, I want to say, 14 games or something like that. had a very good year. 2017, career-ending, dislocated hip injury. This is not, like, I'm sorry, but there's going to be more quarterbacks that don't have this type of injury. This is an injury that, like, I mean, how many times have you dislocated your shoulder? Me? I, yeah, I've done it a crap ton of times. Once you do it the first time, it's so much easier the next several times. That's oh, just they sewed mine back together. Proven, <laughs> like that hip is the exact same thing. As soon as you dislocate it the first time, it'll come out again. It'll happen no. again. I don't want to put that on Tua. I hope he has a good long career and he's healthy. But it's like, man, that is a massive question mark. I think that this injury is being downplayed a little too much. Not only, like even if they say he's completely healthy going into next year. I'm sorry, it's, it's going to be very hard to play a full, healthy career with that type of injury. Well, and I agree with you because it's not like he's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, somebody who just stands in the pocket. I mean, this guy is known for his mobility. That's what makes him special is creating those plays. And so if he's going to be relying on that to be the best quarterback that he can be, it's just a matter of time. It's yeah. going to come back to haunt him. And you just don't invest. When you have a guy like Stafford, you do not invest that kind of a pick in such a big question mark. Yes. I don't think you do it that high either. Exactly. Yeah. Because and, and yeah. a lot of people are looking at it as, well, this is a can't miss. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime pick. No. There's quarterbacks coming out of the draft every Joe Burrow. single year. There will be another one yeah. two years from now. Absolutely. There will be another one yep. next year. Like, Trevor Lawrence is another can't-miss guy. Yep. There is always going to be can't-miss <laughs> quarterbacks. Do not reach for a quarterback early. There's no reason to. And people are comparing it to um, – you know, Mahomes with, with um, sorry, his name escapes me. Uh, he played for the 49ers. He was the first overall pick. Alex Smith? Yes. Steve Young. So he was on the Chiefs, and they were like, well, the Chiefs went and took Mahomes when they had Alex Smith. Well, Alex Smith is nowhere near the level of Stafford, so it's a completely different situation. I'm sick of what people are saying about this, so I just wanted to get that out there. I wanted to be one of the first to say it. Sam's Do not take Tua because of the hip injury. Even if it, they say he's cleared and good to go because that injury is going to happen again. Don't do it. Just don't do it. 
So it's that time in the show for Kyle to strike out the music. <laughs> Third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It starts quiet. And we time. are going to make some picks. Uh, but before we do, I want to remind everyone to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe here in Grand Rapids, Michigan for your game days, your date nights, business lunches, or your night out with your friends. The Hops is always the right pick for whatever you have going on. They have Taco Tuesday, Stein Night on Wednesday nights, and great weekly specials for club members and more. They have great beer, great food, and are the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. Yeah. I don't have last week's results because I dropped the ball. What I know was fun. It was getting closer. I know that for a fact. Ryan had a bad week. Mike had a very good week. So you had a bad I think week. we were average. I think I was, oh, really? I was just below Micah, but we'll get into that. I'll, I'll maybe announce that next week, and then we'll also announce these picks. I mean, so, I think you should announce it, yeah. That's, that's kind that's of what important. we expect. So. Yeah. All right, so we will first start with some NFL football. We got the Titans at the Chiefs. Chiefs are minus 7.5. Ryan, you'll start with us tonight. I will start with the Chiefs. They just put up 51 points, so I'm going to go Chiefs. <laughs> Makes sense. Kyle, how about you? Chiefs. I am going with the Titans. I'm going to talk into my mic. Oh. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Um, I feel like something really clicked with them last week, and they're going to be able to do it again. I'm not saying 51 points, but it'll be they're, they're going to be able to put up some points. So, And their defense is playing a lot better lately as well. well Micah? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I, I cannot believe they hung 51 on Houston. Crazy. That was one of the craziest games. That was games. wild. Insane. Yeah, I think they'll they'll take care of the Titans with at least seven and a half, no problem. Yeah. All right. So we'll jump to well, we'll stay on the Titans at the Chiefs, and we're gonna do some over unders. Uh, over under fifty one and a half total points. Ryan, where are you going with this one? I think you know where I'm going. I'm gonna go over on this one. Chiefs will score a lot of points, and their defense is vulnerable. I mean, they give up twenty four quick points against Texans. Yeah. So over. All right. Seems like it's always the ones that seem really easy because this one seems really obvious for the over, and that's what I'll take. But I feel like that number should be higher. I'm actually going to go with the under. Um, I think Henry's going to be effective enough to kind of drain the clock, Um, and it's going to be kind of a game of keep away for the most part, but the Chiefs are going to score enough to to win and cover. But I don't know. That's where I'm leaning with that one. I didn't even think about that. But he did. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine it's like the teacher writing the questions and then getting to give yeah. answers. It doesn't. Yeah. Aren't you in last place? <laughs> I, I think I am. All right, I, I feel, don't know I feel for sure. Right. It's me or Micah is in last place. I don't. I don't know because we didn't tally the last week's results. Micah, over under on this one. Under. Because I sold you on it, or no? No, no Micah, I already had that. Micah convinced me to go over and then took the under. Swooped right in. <laughs> All right, so we'll jump down to Micah's Packers. Um, Packers at 49ers, minus seven points on this one. Ryan, where are you going with this one? I will go 49ers. I'm going to always take the favorites, and I'm always going to take over. <laughs> All right. Kyle. 49ers. I think I told you you were going to do that. Yeah, I know, and I said yes, I was. <laughs> right. Don't ask fact, him anymore. Fact, yes. Just start writing him, writing them down for. Also, it. when I start Bears. writing down, can someone just keep talking? Because I kind of go away. <laughs> it's just dead silence. So. 
Other than the music. You could move your hand instead of in, in your pen instead of your head. I can't move my whole. I have. To, I don't have to move my whole body to no. do this. No, that's oh. right. No, he's right about that. That's oh. how arms work. Wow. Uh. This is new to me. <laughs> All right, so I am going to take the 49ers. I think they're easily better. Their defense is sick. I don't. Still don't trust the Packers. I know. I'm of course, insane. getting this close to the Super Bowl, you wouldn't trust them. Well, I mean, Rogers only on. been to one in his whole career, so. Why expect another one? No. He's, a, he's a chump. Packers. A chump. Micah, are you Straight taking? Are chump. you going to be a homeboy and take your Packers? Nope, Niners. They're good. They're very good. Yep, they're really good. It will be a shame if they don't win the Super Bowl. They just won their so game too. with with only running the ball. Like they didn't even pass the ball. Mm-hmm. They ran it like twelve straight times or something like that. It was insane. <laughs> just said, stop us. Yeah, it, it's and they insane didn't. the way they're doing. I think Kyle Shanahan's really really uh, a good a good football coach. So. All right, so same game. Packers at 49ers, over under 44.5 points. Ryan. I mean, to stay true to my word, I would go over. So this is so hard because it could turn into just a running game again with the 49ers doing exactly what happened last time. I don't think the Packers can score against the 49ers. Man, I don't know. I'm just stalling at this point. I'm going to go over. What the heck? It's going to be like 40 to 40, I think. 41 to 40 win. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Kyle. I hate my picks. <laughs> you should hate your last I, week's picks more. But. Uh, I'm going to go with I the did. under on this one. What's that? Sorry. The under. Under. I went under as well. Um, Typical. Didn't really have a reason other than. Did you just decide that? Because you were just doing math on your phone. I was just curious. You just did 44.5 divided by two. I just like to see like what would be like, <laughs> like a close you can't game. Do that in your head. <laughs> Shut up, dude! I just got. We're I got a lot going Kyle. on here. Oh, sorry, sorry. I got a lot going on here. <laughs> All right, so Fair I'm Fair I'm going under as well. I, I don't think the Packers can score on 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 the 49ers, and I think 49ers are content with winning a close game if they have to, like seven seven points. So. Yeah. Um, they're not going to try to pour it on. They're going to try to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands because he's the only thing that can beat them. So I'm taking the under. Micah. Over. There it is. There it is. Cool, cool. All right, so now we're going to stay on some NFL. Wait, hold on. Didn't they beat the Saints earlier this year, like 49 to 48? It was a crazy game, right? 49ers? Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Take a yes. score. I'm going to yes. feel good with my over. In case you didn't hear me, I'll right. write it down. All right, so, into it. so we're gonna we have four choices on this one now. So who will score the most points in the NFL this week? Ryan? 49ers. Kyle? Chiefs. I went with the Chiefs as well. I think they're gonna just keep going, keep clicking, keep running. Micah. Click it. Chiefs. I like it. Ryan's going to lose another point. It's going to be funny. Pretty sad. I'm <laughs> on the side of the two losers, or the two guys way behind here. Hey. Wish I would You don't know how back. far behind we are. Yeah. You, All right. don't, you don't know nothing. Who will score the least amount of points, Ryan? <laughs> uh, Packers. Oh. Oof. Kyle? Packers. You're going Packers. I went Packers as well. Micah. Titans. Oh, Tannehill. He's good. <laughs> He's good. He's I think good. he had a whole 112 yards <laughs> passing last week. All right, so now the Red Wings play three games, and the over-under is one and a half points out of a possible six. 
Ryan, no, over or under for that? This My notes are terrible here. What? Two and a half points, right? Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. Three and right. a half. I have three and a half in my notes. Yep, that's the old notes. Because I thought tonight counted, but. I have the new notes. I don't know what I did here. Three games. Over, under. Four games. Nope. Four games. Three. Okay. Give us the new numbers. <laughs> it is three games against Pittsburgh, Florida, Colorado, over, under, one and a half points. I cannot. Or two I cannot, and a half points. Cannot work like this. Wait, okay. Say it one more time. But you, your <laughs> new notes say four games. I know. I screwed up again. <laughs> Why do you guys keep calling me out? All right. There are three games. They play Pittsburgh. They play Florida. They play Colorado. Over, under is at two and a half points out of possible six. That sound good? Kay. Under. Under. Taking under as well. Bernier's out. He's their only chance of winning a game because Howard absolutely sucks. So I'm going under. They're going to lose all of them. Underwear. Ouch. Did you get it? Underwear. I missed it. He oh, made an come underwear on. Joke. I was writing something down. Under. He moved his head to write something down. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. That means his headphones come off. The world stops turning when he does that. He's so mad. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to our next picks. Okay, so the Pistons <laughs> uh, play Boston, Atlanta, and Washington. Ryan over under .5 wins. .5. So they just need to win one of these to go over. I will pick the over. Atlanta's not good, even though they've beaten the Pistons already. Washington's not very good. And these Pistons, they're competitive. They're still staying in these games. Showing a little life here. Yeah. With all these young guys. Over for me as well. The boya. Uh, Sam, where are you going to go on this one, sir? Under. Okay. And Micah? Domboya. Domboya. Over. There it is. There it is. All right. That was great. <laughs> Kyle, you can uh, cut the Kyle, music. Hold on. Uh, Kyle, can you cut the music here? No it's not that easy, is it? I knew he wasn't ready. Oh, it's not that easy to, to remember man. what's next. All right, guys. We really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's do some beer grades, and we'll uh, we'll get you out of here on time. <laughs> Who's first? Who's first, Kyle? Uh, Sam. Sam's going to go you first. You want me to go first? All right. I've been doing the grapefruit seltzer. They call it the Black Talon. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And the, yeah. you pick your flavor. They have a new. They have two new flavors. They have raspberry and strawberry. But I went with grapefruit. Mm, um, Spill that on your computer. I don't care right now. I'm a little fired up. Oh, he's so testy. <laughs> it's it good. It, it, it's very is it good. I took over. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. I'm glad. It's because it's before what happened before you started taking over. Um, I'm gonna go with a nice seven four. I don't even know. I can't even think right now. Seven four nice. Seven four. Okay, Ryan. See what do you now? We all have the. Uh, all three of us. Yeah, let's just do it together. Well, not like at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah, at the same time That's for sure. Said. All right, uh, what is it? Tangerine fuzz. Tangerine fuzz. Um, I think we all kind of agreed with talking about this before. We weren't crazy about it at the beginning, but it's really. Gr- is that still true for everyone? Yeah. It's kind of growing yeah. on us here. It's like coffee. I feel like you're just mm. showing off now that you can. Sam, please, we're trying to have a conversation. Turn his <laughs> mic off. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you can just do it right there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> mute me. Sam's off. Um, I agree with you, though. It was I was disappointed at first, and now I'm glad we went you, this route. You know what, Ryan? What? 
You guys Kyle will give all of our beer grades. So whatever Kyle picks, oh, I like this. That's what we go with. Okay. I feel like Ryan's Ooh. pretty high on it as he's enjoying it. That's but not it's how also, it works. It's not That's a, not how any of this works. No, you all give your own grade. That's how it works. This is bull crap. <laughs> his mic's on. And <laughs> muted. Uh, but it's also not a dark beer, which is usually what Ryan likes best, correct? Yep, yep. I think Ryan thinks that's like a 7-9. Wait, is that for all of us or what? No, that's yours. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> is that close? Yeah, I probably would have gone like 7-6. Uh, okay. I'm going to give Kyle's, right? Yeah, you yeah. give mine. Yeah. Okay, Kyle's is a 5.2. Mine? No, he, he gets to rebut, right? Like Rebuttal? rebuttal? You Keep get a rebuttal. Clean. Keep it clean, Sam. You get a rebuttal. Five two, I would go higher than 5-2, I think. Well, damn right you would. Um... We'll go seven six. <laughs> what a steal, Ryan's number. <laughs> All right, Michael. What's your grade? Uh, Sam, that's this, my job. Oh, dang. this <laughs> this good. is a good beer. I mean, the the first sip I had a couple weeks ago, I did not like it. I wanted to retry it tonight. It is a lot better than what I remember. I'm I'm gonna go with an eight point two. I really really like it. Nice. Yeah, the sour is interesting. Flavor it, with it. There, there's a lot going on. You, you have the hazy. I mean, and it is hazy. You cannot see through it. It's a really, really pretty orange color, and it is sour. So it, it, if you don't like sours, sour. you're probably yeah. not going to like it. <laughs> you guys have fun today? Yeah. Yeah, take us home, Sam. Yeah, how about you, Sam? Did you Let's have just, fun? I was, I, it's had its ups <laughs> and downs. You guys were kind of mean at the end, but I'm over it. I still love you guys, and I appreciate you guys recording today. He's not over it. I appreciate it. We love you. Uh, Just wait till the camera and the mic's off, and I'm going to lose it. <laughs> no. He's going to get all CEO Thank you guys for recording. <laughs> thank you all for listening, and thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Not sooner. Good job, Sam. I had the last word. Thank you.